0: To a cup of taboo hi i'm tyler thank you thank you for joining us i got a new toy look what i can do thank you thank you guys thank you today i will be talking the part two of order of the solar temple now in part one i spoke about the group's history and the leaders of the group and today i will tell you all about the transits hmm. just a quick recap the order of the solar temple or the ots was a group or a cult, cult. it was based around about in the 80s and 90s and it was in switzerland and geneva No, that's not correct. Switzerland and Canada. Now, this cult was run by two men, namely Luc Jure and Joseph de They had Templar New Age beliefs and traditions and they were pretty much obsessed with purity and secrecy and what's the word i'm looking for supremacy almost Mm, i don't know if that's the right word but i'm I'm gonna stick with it now they really just seem to attract wealthy and important people into this group they managed to make wealthy people think wow i want to be part of this group (laughs) and they did get into some trouble in the 90s because you know how when one thing goes wrong everything goes wrong when it rains it pours well that happened for them there was some bad publicity there was some legal stuff and there was just a you know a couple things that just kind of made it a bit meh for them and you know it, it kind of people question whether these run-ins with the law and the bad publicity and all that kind of stuff is maybe what tempted them to commit the transits when they did. But this is just how you say speculation. We will never really know. Before I start, I just want to say a huge thank you if you joined me here because you listened to my first episode. So, in other words, if you're one of my three friends that are listening to this, I am so excited. Excited to be doing this. Um, but because I'm a noob, I am very sorry if there are audio issues. And like I said, I have a new toy which I'm still learning how to use. But here we are trying our best, living our best lives. As long as you get the information right. So, get your learning pants on, get your beverage of choice. Mine is wine and get ready to get that information served in your cup of taboo. (sighs) (laughs) Haha, how cool, right? (laughs) Warning, the following audio may contain graphic descriptions. Listener discretion is advised. At 1 o'clock in the morning on the 5th of October 1994, a fire was reported in Chiri, which is a small town in Switzerland, and yes, I did have to Google it, because geography is hard and basically when the cops got there the barn was completely engulfed in flames it seemed and they were like oh damn anyway they had volunteer firefighters hard at work trying to put out the fire and when they eventually did put it out they the police were able to go inside to investigate the scene obviously and what they saw inside was intriguing to say the least Now, as they stepped in, what they saw was canisters of propane and garbage bags full of petrol, hooked to detonation devices that had somehow failed, all over the entrance to this barn slash house. So, apparently it was, you could just smell it, and thankfully those ones didn't go off because they were able to find out so much, just... With the lack of burnt, burntness in this in this area, so there are a bunch of victims, and I tried to get everyone's names, but unfortunately, my research skills are not that good. But I will name the few that I did find. The first body that the police found was Albert Giacobino, which I probably said wrong. Sorry. Now he had a plastic bag over his head, but upon further investigation they realized he had been shot in the head but there was no bullet hole in the plastic bag but there was a bullet in his head you see where I'm going with this so he was shot first and then the plastic bag was pulled over his head now that sort of leads you to think it was murder I mean, which it was, but besides the point. Also, there was no gun near him, so it's not like his little ghost quickly came along and was like, oh, better take this away. No, no, no. (laughs) No. Speaking of ghosts, I got the cutest little ghost tattoo today. I'm just so excited about it. Anyway, back to what I was doing. ADD is difficult. It obviously looked like a murder, not suicide. So, they were just like, so special." now while they were searching they happened to find a secret room because remember I said in these places they had all these secret rooms filled with mirrors and secret doors and just so many secrets and they in the secret room they found 10 to 15 suitcases all lying on the floor papers strewn about all over the place and these papers were not fully burnt so they were still there you know just damaged but not gone and all of these papers had to do with the OTS and you'll find out later that they had actually meant to burn everything so as to keep the mystery and the secrets of the order of the solar temple a secret basically now just as the police were about to leave they found another secret door what's behind door number two ding 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 Now this was at the back of the room and behind the door was a long corridor and at the end of that corridor was a room. I would love to see the planning of this place, like the the house plans. Now this is where it gets a little bit rough. In this room there were 18 bodies, all dressed in their white silk capes with the big red crosses on them and they were arranged in a circle radiating outwards like the spokes of a wheel there is sort of like a drawing of it that i'll put on my instagram it's a bit culty (laughs) yeah now beyond this circle of bodies which i might add included three children there was a door that opened to another smaller room which there had been three more bodies and then there was another small room in which another singular body was found alone. Altogether in Cherry there was twenty three people that had died. Twenty of them had been shot by one gun. Sixty five bullets had been fired, and half of them had plastic bags over their heads. Now nobody really knows the significance of the plastic bags, but the running theory is that it had something to do with Luc Cherry's theory. That the world was too polluted and it was going to be destroyed by pollution. Or, ah, plastic. No, I mean, I get what he's saying because plastic is bad, but anyway. The other theory is that these people were somehow traitors to the group. And they were seen as pollution. And this is how they were punished. Even though they were on this transit journey to the star, wherever they were going. It was also reported after the autopsies that some of the members had in fact ingested some sedatives that's a lot of people as it is i mean 23 is already like shoo, this is that's a lot but then but then the police received a call from a town called i'm gonna say salvan it's actually Grange Sir Salvan, but I'm just going to say Salvan, which was about 60 kilometers away, where there were three vacation villas that had caught fire. Now, these villas belonged to Camille Palais, the former Piaget watches director, Joseph de and Luc Charest. You recognize those names, right? Now, the detonation devices in this instance had not failed. And there were, it was, it was very badly burnt. And inside these villas, they found 25 bodies scattered around. Most of them were burnt beyond recognition. And this is where Joseph de Mambro, Camille Pellet, and their families were found. And at first, the police believed that Luc Charest had done all of it. But later, through dental records, his body was confirmed to be one of the very burnt bodies in in this instance. Along with his ex wife. Hmm. special So at this time the police in Quebec heard about the fires in Switzerland and they were like, whoa, hold up. There is a connection. There was a strange fire that happened in Moran Heights on the morning of the fourth of October. So there, a blaze had engulfed a complex of luxury condos owned by, ya y- guessed it, Pilet de Mambro de and this time also Dominic Bellaton. So inside these condos, a Swiss couple named Jerry and Colette Gnord had, again I'm so sorry, pronunciation is hard, they had perished with no obvious signs of violence and it just kind of looks like they had fallen asleep and burned to death now after the events of Switzerland the police were like actually um you know there's a lot of connections here so we should probably investigate this a little bit more now let me just tell you the police were useless in this instance like they literally left buildings for months where people could just walk into this charred remain of a the, the, the skeleton of the building and like pick stuff up and evidence you know but anyway whatever after the events of switzerland the police were like mm, we gon' go back on the 6th of october they went back and they found three more bodies oh, what hidden in a closet i mean the fact that they missed it in the first place is a little bit uh, sketchy but these bodies belonged to antonio de toy nikki de toy and their three-month-old old baby Christopher Emmanuel de Toy now you remember them right Antonio was stabbed 50 times Nikki was stabbed 8 times in the back 4 times in the throat and once in each breast and the baby was stabbed once in the heart it was said that it was with a wooden stake but it was never confirmed now if you'll remember correctly Antonio or Tony as it was called Tony, what's your name? Tony. Fuck you, Tony. I'm sorry. (laughs) He was the technical guy that would do the special effects and the trickery for DeMumbro, And Nikki was DeMumbro's daughter, Emanuela's tutor and pretty much her babysitter. Now, Antonio and Nikki left the OTS in 1991. They just kind of had enough of it. You know, it was just, they were pretty much outcasts at at that point and they were done with it and you know they they, they left however Antonio or Tony still did the technical work because he needed the money and they needed his skills. It was said that after Nikki had suffered from a miscarriage, Timambro forbade her from bearing any children but after the Toys left Switzerland and moved to Quebec they gave birth to a son whose middle name was Emmanuel. Mumbro described the DeToys as polluted and their baby as a reincarnation of the Antichrist. It was said that De Mumbro had ordered the killing of the DeToys because they gave birth to the Antichrist and then had the balls to name him Emmanuel after his daughter Emanuela. I mean, how dare you? So according to a man named Terry Huguenin, De Mumbro had told Jerry Ganordt that he was the reincarnation of the soldier who had pierced Christ with his lance and in order to pay for this terrible crime he has to destroy the antichrist and his parents in a rite of purification yes because you were supposedly the person who had supposedly stabbed Christ with your lance you have to go and kill a three month old baby and its parents Mm, makes total sense boss I'll do it I'll do it right away it makes me mad makes me mad now Terry Huguenin the man that I just mentioned had also left the group at some time and he also had money that needed to be returned to him that was owed to him so on the 4th of October Samambra gave him a call ring ring hey hey Terry I got your money. You gotta come collect it. Yo yo. So Terry was like, sweet cash dollar. And he drove over a hundred kilometers to get to the farmhouse in Cherry to collect his money from Dumumbro. And he said that he had a really bad feeling when he arrived. And when DeMumbro opened the door there was this whiff of petrol so strong that Terry could smell it from a few feet outside of the door. Then Demumbro said Oh, oh, I forgot the money inside. You know, why don't you come in while I quickly go get it? You know, just just come in, come in. Join us. And Terry was like, mm, nope. Mm-mm. actually, don't worry about it. Turned around, got in his car, drove back home. That was probably the smartest thing he had ever done. Just saying. So overall, in the first transit, Fifty-three people died, including Demumber's oldest son, Elio, who had denounced the group years before, as well as Geray's ex-wife, as I mentioned. And if Terry had gone inside, it could have been fifty-four people that had died. He is convinced that if he had gone inside, he would have been murdered. Now... Were they trying to reach the number 54 people, like the original Knights Templar? Because they were so obsessed with Templar, what's the word, traditions and Templar beliefs, that they thought that this would be like a nice little tribute. This is just a tribute. I don't know. No one knows. So, during the investigation into the deaths, a a beautiful woman in her 40s came into the police office dressed in a dark red cape and draped in necklaces and little crosses she was devastated and she told the police that she had not been summoned to the transit so the detective replied quote transit 20 out of 23 with bullets in their heads what kind of a transit is that and she answered listen they all wanted the transit but they didn't have the courage to go I might not have had the courage either, and I would have been happy if someone had helped me, I, if it was necessary, why not? Unquote. Yeah. She was upset that she hadn't been invited to a murder-suicide party, basically. Like, how, how dare they not invite me? I wanted to die, basically. <laughs> I wonder if she's still alive today. Anyway... That is not the end of it, friends. No, 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 no. Fourteen months after the first transit, on the nights, so from December 15th leading into December 16th in 1995, which happened to be the winter solstice, 16 people, that is 13 adults and three children, were found burnt to chars in a clearing in France, close to the Swiss border their bodies were arranged in a star formation and the police investigation revealed that 14 of the 16 victims had ingested sedatives and were then shot twice two of the members had been assigned the job of killing the other 14 and what they did is they killed them arranged the bottles sprayed the bodies with an accelerant and they then sprayed their own bodies set it all on fire and then shot themselves in the head. Witness accounts collected by the Swiss and French police show that shortly after the 1994 transit, the remaining members continued to meet in secret and some had regretted that they had not been part of the first transit. So while some were outraged by the circumstances surrounding the first transit, they gradually came to the conclusion that the methods used by Luke Shirey and Joe DiMumbro were in fact positive. At first they were really mad about the fact that people were shot and plastic bagged. And then they sort of realised, they were like, oh, you know what, maybe it's not so bad, maybe that's the way we have to do it. The members had sacrificed themselves in order to save the world and pave the way for future transits. So... They did decide to use the same methods that's the murder-suicide I guess fire so the following year the police were ready they were like no we're not gonna let this happen we're ready for a fire we're gonna we're gonna get there we you know it's gonna happen but it didn't they were like yes it's over the last few of them are gone but no (laughs) no 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 again On March 22nd, 1997, in St. Casimir, Quebec, five people were found dead. They had also committed suicide in a similar fashion to the previous transits. So police had discovered a letter explaining that they had taken this action to ensure a path to a new world. There were three teenagers found in a shed behind the house. They were heavily sedated, and they had said that they were given the choice on whether they wanted to take the transit, and they chose not to. I'm glad that they at least were given that choice, because obviously in the previous ones, the kids were not given any choices, which, murder. Now, one of those deceased members in the third transit was Rosemarie Klaus's ex-husband Bruno Klaus, the one that I mentioned in part one. So I'm pretty sure she's glad that she got out of there. Overall, 74 people had died during these transits. and there has been a lot of discussion on whether it was murder or suicide. and in cheery, the people who were shot, they were all shot with a single gun, which also only fired one bullet at a time. So yeah you know, this is where I'm getting it. So, the one gun is like, okay, yeah, cool. It's it's a bunch of... It's it's murder. These people were all murdered. But the fact that it only shot one bullet at a time... Like, I mean, imagine you're in a room and... And, like, somebody shoots somebody else. You're going to (laughs) run. Generally. If you can, obviously. But there wasn't... it It didn't seem like that. It just seems like, as the woman said, they were helped along. But, I mean, obviously, all children murdered. There's no way to even go around that. The toys murdered because they had defied Demumbro and were supposedly spreading rumors, but and <laughs> harboring the Antichrist but you know. I believe the only true suicides were the bigwigs. And even they could have been murdered. I don't know. I mean I don't know. Nobody really knows. So there have been many conspiracies that have come from this and was, you know, one or two of them that I can mention is that DeMumbo and Jure were using the group as a front for arms dealing and money laundering and that it wasn't actually their bodies that were found. And the other one, which is my favorite one, is that the members of the OTS were murdered and their deaths were made to look like suicides to cover up a deal made between President Carter and some extraterrestrials who had built an underground lab in Nevada. I mean, what? that is so juicy <laughs> that's my theory well that that's, oh, that's the theory I'm sticking with I like that one now I personally believe that the leaders of the group were too egotistical to let all their hard work and lies come to the surface and on top of Demambra's failing health the tipping points with the bad publicity and the, the run in with the law and all that stuff it was what led them to persuade the members to commit the transits. And unfortunately I think when people are so wrapped up in things like this, in cults, in groups, in anything they strongly, they, they believe the leaders so wholeheartedly that they would do whatever it takes to stay in their good books. And it will it will make somebody who is completely normal become a murderer or commit suicide and it's complete brainwashing. I do just want to finish off with a few lines from their final testament which was mailed out to the press and other high ranking officials. So this is translated from French and it's not the entire thing. It's way too long to read about. But I've just chosen a few of my of the lines that stood out to me. To all those who can still understand the voice of wisdom, we address this last message. The plan of action of these beings was collected and programmed within the crypts or the sanctuaries according to precise parameters hidden from the secular world but recognized by the initiated. We the servants of the Rose Plus Cross declare that throughout all eternity, solar and universal temple manifests itself amongst men according to cycles of activity and dormancy. After having solemnly opened their doors on March 21st, 1981, in Geneva, in a secret lodge, the ancient domain of the Malta Order, its final esoteric action, lasted 11 years. During this cycle, the Grail, Excalibur, the Candelabra of the Seven Branches, and the Ark of the Covenant were revealed to living witnesses the final and faithful servants of the eternal rose plus Car. following which false slanders and every kind of treason and scandal judiciously orchestrated by different existing powers sounded the knell for her last attempt to regenerate the plans of conscience those who have breached our code of honor are considered traitors they have suffered and will suffer the punishment they deserve for the ages of the ages all is accomplished according to the mandates of imminent justice we hereby affirm that we are in truth the judges appointed by a superior order in view of the present irreversible situation we the servants of the rose plus cross strongly reaffirm that we are not a part of this world and we are perfectly aware of the coordinates of our origins and our future we the servants of the rose plus cross consider the urgency of the present situation affirm That we refuse to participate in systems set up by this decadent humanity, that we have planned in a full state of consciousness without any fanaticism, our transit which has nothing to do with suicide in the human sense of the term, that according to a decree emanating from the great white lodge of Sirius, we have closed and voluntarily blown up all the sanctuaries of the secret lodges so they will not be desecrated by impostors or by the ignorant that from the plains where we will work from now on and by a just law of magnetism we will be in the position calling back the last servants capable of hearing this message whatever those who hear this last message may think the elder brothers and we ourselves affirm that whatever the means used we have worked impersonally nobly fought the battle without ever using the weapons of the adversary neither destruction nor violence nor hatred nor fanaticism but in a full state of consciousness and in perfect accord with the laws of the universe. Our actions have gone beyond the material and human context of our environment to reach the planes of life itself, so as to define the path of return of a whole cosmic evolution. Having transmitted all the knowledge and the means to permit man to be a great, creative and universal being, the elder brothers and ourselves refuse to participate in the assassination of our bearer, the earth and we remove ourselves from this world where our voices can no longer be heard. Space is short, time is ending. It is with an unfathomable unfathomable love, ineffable joy, and without any regret that we leave this world. Men, cry not over our fate, but rather cry for your own. Ours is more enviable, enviable than yours. And that was mailed out to press, politicians, all all those people. Now here's a quick word from Herman DeLorme who was speaking on whether he could have permitted the transit or or not. So here's Herman.
1: Kill myself? No. At least God I hope not. I asked the question to a friend of mine who knew uh, Jure and DeMambro for fifteen years, is it possible that I could actually have committed suicide? And that person answered, "Herman, try to remember what your attitude and your mental dispositions were early nineteen ninety three Keep pushing it for another six months and then put yourself in a situation at a certain time, a certain place." Where through meditations, through rituals, you are continually engrossed in that and kept going forward and forward and forward. She says, it could have happened. And it might have. It might have, but I I don't... Somehow I don't believe that. Mm. That I could actually... Now, what scares me, and probably worse than anything, is when I realize that maybe, maybe I could have pulled the trigger but not on myself. That scares me.
0: It's a very scary thing to think of, because if you are involved in something like that, it, you kind of have to think, would you be able to do it? I mean, most of us say no, but I suppose you never know when you until you're in that situation. So it is with that that i finish off my chapter on the order of the solar temple thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you really i do now next week i am going to talk about the krugerstorp serial killers because i'm from krugerstorp but anyway i hope that you keep it real and i hope that you have a wonderful week and I will chat to you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye.